0: Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Thanks for joining us for episode 34. Our show is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. So shop at ThrasherCoffee.com for craft coffees and use the code Top Brew to get 10% off. I am Joe Darn. 25%. 45% off? 25. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. You said 10%. I'm going to retry that. Okay. 25%? 25% off. Oh, okay. That's a special. Uh, is that like the uh, the fall break special, just for all those people who need to take more coffee beverages? Well, I, maybe, but kids? it's
1: been it's been twenty five percent.
0: Oh, okay. Let me start that again <laughs> and get twenty five percent off with the coupon code Tupperu at checkout. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is our local coffee roaster expert, Mister Eric Rauch. Good morning, hey. Joe. Good morning. How is your coffee? It's uh, it's it's good. Good. Okay. It's not the freshest. It's maybe a week and a half old, but it's your Liberty Roast and it's great all year round. It is. It's, it's been aged to perfection. <laughs> yeah. It is 10 days old. Absolutely. Kept in a, uh, airtight container. You know, we got to talk about airtight containers sometime, but not today. You know, no. that's, that's kind of important for the, the coffee movement, you know, things that we do as craft enthusiasts.
1: It helps buy you some time. As soon as coffee's roasted, the staling clock begins, but, but an airtight container does help. Mm. What do you want to talk about today? We we got some things we could discuss. We have some big
0: news for Thrasher. Sure. Okay. Cause you know, normally, we do not navel gaze. We don't go inside baseball. You know, we don't talk about ourselves. We don't talk about what we're doing. We're trying to help the people. We're right. trying to help counterculture people. Informational. When I say counterculture, you know what I mean? I'm yes. talking about counter C-O-U-N-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And what we're going to do today is we're actually going to help you out by talking about what's really cool that's going on within the craft roaster that you work at and what makes it special these days. Right. You know, we've, it's been a long journey. Let's see, maybe Thrasher is, I'm going to say, 18 months old, 19 months old-ish, but it's, it's pushing 20 months old now. Yeah. And when we started, it was just with a bootstraps effort and we had a, like a shed. That we converted into a beautiful working space with an industrial kitchen inside. And then from there, you got a real roaster. And then from there, we built a website. And from there, we started telling people about the the great roasts. We had a few years of experience already where we were dabbling with, with coffee roasts, but it wasn't a business. Yeah, we were hobbyists. Yeah. And we realized we had made something really good, something really delicious, and you could expand on it. Right. Eric, for maybe a year, y'all had just three roasts, right? No, no, no. You start at the beginning with three and very quickly you added a fourth.
1: Right. You know, Liberty came along. It was our only blend there for a while. Uh, we had we had three single origin roasts, our Homestead Pioneer and Prospect, Homestead being the medium roast, uh Pioneer being the medium dark and Prospect being the dark. You could even put variations in between each one of those, but we wanted something like a small medium and large. You know, we we wanted something representative of as far as we wanted to go up or down on the on the roast spectrum, we wanted to give to give the extreme at either end, on the medium and the and the dark side, but then something in the middle. That way, most people are covered. Well, this the medium dark isn't quite dark enough for me. I like it just a little bit darker. Well, you know we can we can do that, and and we are doing that with some of our other other roasts that we're adding. Um, and many
0: customers like different roasts at different times of the day. You know, with different right. meals or by themselves.
1: Yeah, which which is is how I am. You know, depending on. On what I'm eating, or if it's uh, um, if it's late at night or early in the morning, um, I mean, and not not necessarily every day, you do want a different roast for a particular uh, moment in that day, and so we're 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 just trying to meet that need.
0: Yeah, and specifically these days we have the four roasts; they've come to like perfection. I think the homestead, the pioneer, the prospect, you got the medium, the the medium dark, and then the dark, and th- they really are excellent coffees. I could drink all day long. I don't drink coffee all day long. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about that right. before. That's another topic. But we have new roasts at Thrasher, which I'm excited about because y'all have been working on these for basically a year. You have a decaf mm-hmm. and you have an espresso. Right. And we want to talk about those. Why the decaf?
1: Well, why the decaf was... It was kind of a revelation to me because, you know, I don't I don't drink decaffeinated coffee. When I do, because I have to, if if I'm at somebody's house and they only have decaf, or if you're you're at an event or something and they they only have decaf, it always tasted off to me. Wasn't real interested in in offering a decaf bean for that for that. I think when you say reason. off, you
0: mean they were kind of stale or they just seemed weak, no matter how. I don't
1: I don't I don't know. It's just something just wasn't right. I I don't know that I can necessarily put my finger on it, but it, it probably what it is 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 the way that 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 decaf was what 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 process they used to to decaffeinate it. I think that that most of them are are Swiss water processed, which helps. It doesn't it doesn't get that chemically flavor maybe is yeah is, that's a good way I'm, to describe it is what I'm looking it's there for. it is processed with chemicals they were chemically processed and you know water is a chemical you know it's still it's still not it's kind of
0: like having a tv dinner versus having the genuine steak off of the grill you yeah, can tell the difference there, yeah
1: yeah it, but it's not it's not something you can actually put your finger on but it does it has a it has a uh, maybe a metallic i don't know some sort of some sort of flavor that just doesn't seem like it like Came it from be the there. coffee bean but we kept getting requests from people for for decaffeinated coffee you know there's people that can't drink the drink caffeine for medical reasons uh, caffeine makes their their heart rates or their or their blood pressure go up or 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 whatever so i started to get a lot of these emails it wasn't just an isolated one i was getting them over and over and over again so it made me realize that well you know the decaffeinated market isn't huge but it's big enough that it shouldn't be ignored so we sampled some some decaffeinated beans got a got a couple different varieties in roasted them and, and settled on one. So that, so, so we, we now have a decaf that's called settler. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, when you're, when you're settling in, I guess for the day, the same, the same thing with our espresso, we always knew we wanted to make an espresso.
0: I'm actually very excited about the espresso and experimenting with it because there aren't many roasts. I actually want to experiment with. I, I keep to my recipe in the AeroPress for medium and medium, dark and dark coffees. But then espresso is a roast that anything goes, and then you just refine it to your taste. So I'd be willing to try it with drip coffee tools and with the AeroPress and coffee presses just to see what kind of results I get with it. Because I don't have an espresso machine, I would just use it for experimentation. And like you pointed out, you don't have to have an espresso machine to use espresso roasts. Yeah,
1: you you can use, it's coffee. Ultimately, it's coffee. It's specially formulated for an espresso machine. Because, because can, the results are really
0: good with the espresso machine,
1: right? When you use the pressure and the and and the hot water through the machine, it, it extracts differently. So you're so you're gonna find that the different flavors are enhanced and others are minimized. And that's why we blended our espresso a particular way. We think that it works really well through an espresso machine, but it works. It, it also works well through a drip machine, through a through a V60, through a Chemex, through even through a French press. And that's another one of those those roasts where we kind of hit the middle of what we had with our single origins. So our espresso is a is a blend, obviously, but the roast level hits between pioneer and prospect, so it hits between that medium dark and dark. So it's it's like a uh, medium dark dark. Yeah, I it's r-
0: it's writing a very fine line. Yeah,
1: so it's it's uh, very distinct
0: characteristics because it's not too smoky, but then it also doesn't have the same kind of flavor profile from a straight up medium dark. Right,
1: yeah. It. I don't. I don't let it get the second crack. It, it. But it's. But it's. It's right on the edge of second crack, and I drop it and. And cool it right then. So it's, 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 it's beyond where pioneer would be. It's darker than pioneer, but it's not nearly as dark as prospect.
0: Mm. And along with these new roasts, what it, well, it completes a set of six coffees, it's really cool. And it, they're all available at threshercoffee.com today. I just think that if you want to update your subscriptions, try something different for the season, you know, now's a great time, you know, we're segueing into fall and I'm kind of interested in experimenting again with the seasonal change. You know, I've I've consistently had Liberty Blend almost every day of the year because it has been my favorite, mm-hmm. and I have a little bit of experience or background knowledge about the new roasts. The front—it's called the Frontier. is Frontier's
1: the espresso. And right.
0: my background experience was helping y'all redesign. The line of the coffee bags because y'all were switching from one kind of coffee bag right. to another a completely different kind of bag it used to be it functioned like a ziploc bag where one side was solid black the other side was transparent and y'all would put a li- graphic label on the front that was the side that was transparent and it would have the ventilation valve at the top and at the most top part where you could seal it and unseal it there was a real seal so that the entire thing was enclosed when you were fulfilling orders, but then it also functioned like a Ziploc bag at the top. So if you opened your package, you could close it up again. Right. And that was the function of Thrasher coffee bags for more than a year. And it was time for a refresh. And so y'all found new coffee bags that look more like what you would find at Starbucks. If you bought a pound of Starbucks coffee or, or, or the store,
1: you know, not only did we, did we, did we want a new look, an updated look with the bag, but we also needed it to be able to fit on store shelves. So grocery stores and you know, retail outlets are set up with these bins that they sell coffee on. The, I can't remember what they're called, but those those things with the spring in them that put that always push to the always push it to the front. Mm-hmm. That well, they're they're set up for selling bags of this size of, of the new bag size. So in order for us to get in, into retail outlets, we had to, we had to meet that, that need as well, you know? So um, we couldn't just take our old bag to them, which is about twice as wide as, as, as what our new bag is. And it also helps with us when, when we're shipping them out, you know, we can, we can ship out a smaller box. Now we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to go with the box that, that we went before. One pound of coffee will fit in a, in a smaller box.
0: Right, the Ziploc bag, uh, as it was, had like three sides, and the top of it was thinner than the bottom, mm-hmm. so it would sit uh, strangely inside of a box, and so you had to arrange your packing material yeah. differently. Yeah, and these odd. are uh, rectangular packages, right? So it has a fold over, and you'll seal it up at the top with the fold over, right?
1: It's sealed just like the just like the last bag was, and it doesn't have the Ziploc closure on it but it does have a a tin tie which is what most coffee bags do so you can you can roll the top down and you can seal it with the with the tin tie and it's got the it's got the air valve in it too which so our bags are essentially airtight they let the air inside the bag out but they don't let any outside air in
0: i'm holding the bags right
1: here they sound like our bags
0: yeah so here we have the prospects the frontiers i have them all in my hand i have samples because i designed these and Y'all were kind enough to give me uh, some of the bags of samples. Yeah, they look great. They really do. On the front side, we tried to produce some um, color codes for the different roasts. So the dark roast, the prospect roast from Burundi, it's a dark roast. It has bold and intensely rich all the way chocolatey flavors with notes of cherry. It's really fun to look at these bags. We got the Thrasher logo on the top. Everybody compliments the Thrasher logo. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of that work. It feels very cohesive. I'm just really proud of the design work on these bags, personally. Yeah, they yeah they came out really well. Yeah, if you want to check out the new Thrasher coffees, just get them for the new bags. No, actually, they get it for the delicious roasts inside. But yeah, I'm I'm geeking out because I am a designer and I'm proud of our work. Yeah, it really turned out great. The colors are a little bit darker than I expected when I was designing these in Illustrator on my Mac. They looked a little bit brighter. But they came out a little bit darker after they were fabricated. But this, this there's, they're just gorgeous. They bags. look good. They do.
1: Yep. So you, you should be proud of your work,
0: Eric. It's coming along great. I'm really inspired by the hardy work that goes on at Thrasher, and I just want to see things continue to blossom. Like I know that took like a lot of uh, critical thinking to refine and taste test and try different varieties from all over the world. And like you pointed out, you you sounded a little bit humble about it. Thank you very much. But you don't need to be humble about like trying different decafs and just being objective about it for two seconds and saying, you know, this just doesn't really cut it. It still seems chemically or it just seems off. Like you said, people want the decaf and they're like, well, when are you going to get the decaf already? It's not like here you go. We found the first decaf we could find, and we're going to give you that as your decaf. You yeah, know, we call it the Settler, and we truly settled. No, you didn't truly settle. You spent a lot of time trying to identify something exceptional, and I think you got it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a process. You know, they they have divisions in businesses called market research and divisions in businesses called research and development, and that's what we did a little bit of both of. You know, we wanted to find out what the market wanted but then we also had to do research and development to find out, well, what's the best thing that we can offer? We, we enjoy doing it, but, but it is, it is time consuming. It takes, I just want to throw something together and say, well, here it is.
0: Well, we're going to move on to the main topic for today's episode in a moment, but I want to say thanks to our sponsor again, Thrasher coffee. Thrasher Coffee is the fastest craft roaster from the South, offering a fresh cup of coffee. Their roasters source beans from the best farms around the world, taste test new beans every week, then mindfully roast flavorful coffees with you in mind. When you order at ThrasherCoffee.com, yours is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours. You'll always have the tastiest specialty coffee experience with your brewing ritual. When you set out to try a craft roast online, it can be treacherous. There are so many roasters to choose from and you don't know what to expect from them. Thrasher is looking to give you a consistent flavor profile from one roast to the next. Now they have six coffee roasts with interesting names like homestead, Frontier, Prospect, Settler, and Pioneer. If you happen to be near your computer right now, shop at Thrashercoffee.com you will have the option to purchase their roasts two different ways. buy the pound at your convenience so you just go there and place your order whenever you're ready for new beans or with a coffee subscription so that the amount of your order is shipped every two or four weeks. Each pound of Thrasher coffee is $25, shipping included. And Top Brew's listeners get 25% off of their purchase with the coupon code Top Brew at checkout. Thrasher coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small batch coffee experiences to discerning coffee drinkers at an affordable price. My thanks to Thresher coffee for supporting the top brew podcast. So we often say things like, you know, an affordable price when referring to the craft coffees out there. And it has been largely debated whether or not you're actually getting an affordable price for specialty coffee. And you know, we've seen some of them out there, Eric, where when you and I were doing market research and even to this day, there are some craft roasters that charge forty dollars, even sixty dollars for what's maybe barely a pound of coffee. Mm-hmm. Then you have on the other end of the spectrum, you have you know, like grocery store brand, the premium select where you can get it for six seventy nine yeah. a pound or twelve ounces. Twelve
1: ounces typically
0: there There's a huge divergence between these extremes, and some people are willing to pay for the craft coffee, and others are not. What are you willing to pay for specialty coffee? Me? Yeah. Uh, people want to know. I mean, like you're you're in the thick of it objectively and subjectively. Are people getting their value from a specialty roast?
1: again, it depends it depends what you how you define value and and what you even what you even understand specialty coffee to mean. The ones that you you talked about before, with sixty dollars for a twelve ounce bag, well, that's that's a, a unique coffee. First of all, that there's there's very very little of it grown in an entire season. It's it's probably a micro lot of the of the entire field, so it's the best of the best. It's hard to get to. It's hard to pick. So all all those factors lead to the farmer saying this is a premium coffee. This is a, this is a premium specialty coffee, and I and I need to get whatever twenty dollars a pound for this coffee green. That's that's not unheard of. I mean, it's a it's a very very high price to pay. But he's saying that it's worth it if a uh, if a roaster gets a hold of it, sample roast it, and says, yeah, this is this is exceptional. But it's going to cost us you know five times more than a regular pound of coffee would. Well, I mean, we're not going to eat that cost. We have to make that cost up somewhere else at the consumer end. So the consumer goes into that situation with that price tag on there. I mean, most people are going to look at that and say no. I, th- I
0: think that most consumers think that the craft roaster spent five ten dollars at the most preparing any sort of coffee there is and then slapped on a huge profit margin
1: yeah which which is it which isn't the case uh there's a there's a, a wide variance within specialty coffee now when you're talking about commodity coffee which is your standard gas station coffee your Folgers, your dunkin donuts mcdonald's that say mcdonald's i don't know the price that most people see in the supermarket is based on commodity prices Starbucks is, is always more expensive than the bottom shelf stuff. It's, just, it's always going to be that way because, because Starbucks uses all specialty coffee, just like we use all specialty coffee. Starbucks has a much bigger uh, buying capacity than we do, so they can negotiate and get a much lower price on, on, the, on the price from the farm than we as a, as a much smaller roaster can. All those factors combine into the price of the coffee per bag. One of the things that we, that we do say at, at Thrasher is it's not for everyone. It's just for you. If you understand and you you are into specialty coffee, you recognize that that quality costs more because we roast in smaller batches. It costs money to ship. Shipping is expensive. It's really expensive. We have a lot of customers on, on the West Coast. It costs anywhere between 10 and $12 to ship a box of coffee over, over the West Coast. That has to be made up somewhere. The packaging materials, all, all the things that go into the, into the bag itself. It's not just the coffee we're not just taking this coffee and ta- and taking it to the store and and you're buying it there you know there there's there's other things that go into it we package it ourselves we do everything ourselves doing a business costs money it's not just the price of the goods times 50 cents profit per bag there's there's a whole lot of other things that go into that
0: when i was doing research on how much you're actually getting for every buck when you get craft coffee there was um, some great blog posts over the years from other craft roasters and they wanted to point out how much you were paying for a single cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, and the like. And then how much you were paying for the same number of ounces in your coffee cup for the brew you made at home with their specialty coffee. And what they found was if you are interested in the Starbucks roasts and you buy their coffee and you you make your Starbucks coffee at home, then it's like uh, less than a dollar per cup of coffee. It actually turns out to be the same usually, or, or within reason, like their competitive pricing for the craft roaster's coffee as well.
1: But if you extrapolate what, what you pay at Starbucks or even Dunkin' Donuts, or even McDonald's, if you take the, the cost of how much coffee went into that, that one cup, we'll just use McDonald's. I think, I think everything there's a dollar, isn't it? Um, Pretty much. If if you get that That's the one, new dollar store. If you get that one cup of coffee and it's a dollar, and you figure out how much how much coffee actually went into making that one cup. You know, you're, you're talking about pennies, but you paid a dollar for it. Now extrapolate that out in order to get a pounds worth of of, of coffee cups. I mean, you're you're probably looking at seventy eighty dollars.
0: Yes, because they have a huge profit margin, and that's what a lot of restaurants do. They don't actually make as much money off of the food. It has a lot to do with the drinks.
1: Right. Right. There. But but. What I'm saying is that the, that that individual cup may seem to be a a a bargain to you, but when you when you think about how how much coffee was actually used to make that cup, and then well how many cups could I get out of a full pound of coffee? Okay, we'll say we'll say 50 or 60 or or however many. That that's how much you're paying a pound. But when you when you buy a bag of coffee, you are buying a certain amount of cups of coffee from that bag, depending on how strong you make it or or how weak you make it. You can, you can get more or less out of it. That's where you really need to do the comparison because you're paying for quality. It is a better product. When you go to get gas, you're, you're presented with three options, you know, 87 octane, 89 octane, or 91, 92. If the higher octane doesn't matter to you, you're always going to go for the 87. But some people want the higher octane, they want the, the higher quality, and they're willing to pay 40 cents more a gallon to get that higher quality. Regardless of the fact whether it helps them or not, they're convinced that it does, so they're willing to pay for it. If you, as a commodity coffee drinker, aren't impressed by specialty coffee, and and you pay a bucket at McDonald's for your cup, and your friend pays two fifty for his cup at at Starbucks or Blue Bottle or whatever, and you tell him he's crazy, well, both of you are getting what you want. He he recognizes the value and the quality that he's getting in his 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 two fifty cup of coffee, and you recognize the the quality and the the consistency that you're getting in your $1 cup of coffee. Both of you are happy, but one's willing to pay more than the other. Well, why is that? It because of, of priorities on what's important to him.
0: Right. And one of the priorities for a lot of drinkers is just to have a electric drip coffee maker with a pot full all the time. If that's what floats your boat, go out for Seattle's best, you know, get a pound of that. Yeah. D- and it d- doesn't matter anymore.
1: And you're probably not listening to this podcast because, because coffee's not, not high on your, on your priority list. It's just something that you do. It's, it's like, it's like your daily cup of water or something. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna go listen to a podcast about water. It's not something that interests you. Well, you know, not everybody's into it. Not everybody's into high end wine or, or or craft beer is a good good example. Exactly,
0: because yeah, many people will just grab a Sam Adams, and to that and to them, that's as craft as it gets. Yeah, and then for the rest of the time, they're using the Michelob and Coors and the Budweiser.
1: Yeah, if you're concerned about the ingredients that went into the quality, the time, the batch, size, and you all that notice stuff. the
0: difference in your taste experience, right. you know you, you're trying to unwind for the evening and you want the best experience you can get. The Budweiser is to McDonald's what Sam Adams is to the craft coffee,
1: right? it's it's all of where you are as an individual and this is and that's of, okay we're not
0: saying you know no. that we dislike casual coffee drinkers we'll get to more of the differences between interested coffee enthusiasts and casual drinkers in a second but first i wanted to back up to the question what am i willing to pay for specialty coffee and it depends on various factors for me for one it has to do with was that a truly exceptional cup of coffee that I really am enjoying on a consistent basis? And that's the number one concern for me. I want consistent coffee. Mm-hmm. I want de- consistently delicious coffee. And part of that means that I have to have an excellent brewing ritual. I need the right recipe with the right tools and be able to control the temperature and control the measurements and then control the fineness of the grind. And when those things are set, then I can find the great craft roast that is just going to sing every day of the year. I'm actually really willing to pay the premium for the good craft roasts because I can tell a world of difference between the Seattle's best now and Thrasher coffee. Yeah. And it's important to you. It is, it has become important to me though. Just a short while ago, maybe three years ago, I would have never dreamt of buying anything from Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts or Kraft coffee. Mm -hmm. I would have gotten the simplest, easiest to go to Keurig machine and just found whatever was the easiest point of entry and stuck to that at the cheapest price because for me, it was just getting the caffeine. And at the time I was a casual drinker and that was what was suitable for my lifestyle. And then slowly but surely, I was attracted to this kind of craftsmanship and I noticed again and again, the qualitative difference in the craft roasts on a regular basis that it was a better experience day in and day out. And that was an easy way. Well, relatively easy way to improve what my, my entire day was like with every day. I could have a very positive experience with my beverage one that was far better than drinking some Dr. Pepper or more electric dip coffee, uh, you know, fiddling with how much cream and how much sugar today. Do I want the cream? I don't know. Do I need to mask the bitterness today? I don't know. It may be, I'm, um, I'm actually needing the bitterness to like wake me up in the morning. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of people use coffee to just like uh, shock them into alertness, hmm. you know, kind of like a, sh- a cold shower might do. Right. Well, I didn't want that sh- kind of shock value from my coffee anymore. It worked for a time, but then I realized you know, no, no, actually
1: coffee can be so much better. You make each cup, you handcraft each cup. So you can credit the farmer and the roaster and and everybody else in the chain that, that gets that bag of coffee to you. But once that comes to you, it's up to you to make, to make that, that coffee sing, so to speak, in the way you prepare it, in the, in the, in the ratio of water to coffee you use and in the type of water you use. Uh, so so there, there's all sorts of variables that you control and that that you find fun and, and interesting, it's a hobby, it's something you enjoy doing. some people don't they think that well, this is a chore why why would I want to waste any more time during my day making coffee than I just I dump the grounds into a machine and let it do the work for me again, it's not for everyone. not everyone's boat is floated by by handcrafting their own cup of coffee, but those who are recognize that that the price per bag is is a reasonable price based on what they're getting.
0: What it comes down to for me is did i taste that coffee and did it just work for me mm-hmm. and then did i share it with a friend who also like confirmed i'm not crazy that actually is delicious and then i will seriously consider forking out the money at full price because i value small businesses i value the fact that there is an art and a science to it and we, you know coffee roasters have to eat too you know right the cost going into every pound of coffee wasn't something like $5 and then they have a huge markup just so that they can scalp you. It's, that's not what this is. This is not a scheme. Craft roasters are actually making qualitative small lot experiences. There's not a lot of money in it. Right. They're starving artists (laughs) in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, it is. It is an art. It is a craft and, and it's the art that I'm willing to pay for. One of one of our missions that we see at, at Thrasher is, is not only providing great product, but also providing educational materials to lead people along the path. If you're a casual coffee drinker and, and you are interested in becoming more of an enthusiast, you're interested in learning more and well, we're more than willing to, to uh, take you by the hand and, and, and show you how to do all this. But ultimately it's up to you. You know, are you willing to invest the time, the effort? You don't have to spend a, t- a ton of money for equipment and other things like that you can, but are you willing to invest all that in what you think is going to be a better coffee experience? And, both Joe and I are going to tell you that it is a better coffee experience, but, it, but it's a, at it's least a, from
0: per hour personal experience, Yeah, but it's an educational
1: process. It's something you're going to screw up things along the way, and you're going to find out how not to make a great cup of coffee during that process. You're going to learn how to, and, and you're going to see how, how different coffees make a huge difference in the cup.
0: So there are two kinds of uh, cust- coffee customers, two ends of the spectrum. Let's say on the left, we have the casual drinkers who their point of entry was somehow in their youth, you know, they just tasted some coffee and may or may not have, you know, gravitated to the dark coffee, the black coffee flavor at the beginning. Maybe they got some craft coffee, but probably not. They probably had some electric drip and they just realized, oh, this is, this is coffee now. You know, this is what adults are crazy adults about. Yeah, it's, it,
1: it's part of your morning ritual. You know, you get up, you take a shower, you have a cup of coffee and you get in your car and go to work. It's It's a, it's a thing on the checklist. Exactly. Did that.
0: And so you saw what your parents did. They were adding creams and sugars. They were using the flavored cream. And so you experimented with it until you found something that struck your fancy, but it was just about what is the lowest, easiest solution to suit my taste. If I'm going to keep drinking coffee the rest of my life. Right. For that, for that quick morning jolt. And so those are the casual drinkers. The path that they set was how do I like my Nestle quick? You know, I like it sweet and I like it chocolatey. I like it with milk, not water. Yeah. Then you just stick to that path for the rest of your life. And I think that that's how a lot of people made their choices early on for their coffee. They just said, I need three packs of Truvia, right. you know, And I'm going to put in four creams. I, I don't care about the coffee. It's before about I even the taste it before I even, you, taste you, it. you
1: hand me a cup of black liquid. I'm going to do that to it regardless. Cause I don't drink my coffee black or they salt their food before they even taste it is it's, I mean, it may be super salty already, but out of habit, you grab the salt shaker and you salt everything. It may not need it, but that's what you do. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: But then there are just as many other casual drinkers that just take it black.
1: Yeah oh, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Because
0: they they really care more about the speed. They know that coffee is never going to taste quote right, right, And they'll take what they get and they and leave it, you know. And for them, it's They've about the quantity. <laughs> yeah, and for them, it's about the quantity. They want multiple cups a day yeah. because they perceive that coffee is what gives them the energy boost to get through their work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually unhealthy, you know, to overindulge. There comes a point where it's kind of like it will zap you of other you know nutrients that your body is trying to process. And if you've got the 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 kick from coffee all day long, your body's not getting other kinds of nutrients on a regular basis. You probably don't have the best eating habits. You probably don't have the best diet. Mm -hmm. And you just got to be wary of that. Like, what are you putting your body in day in and day out? You know, if you're, did you slip into the, the lifestyle where you skipped breakfast because you just wanted to get out the door easier in the morning? And then you had a cup of coffee and then another cup of coffee as soon as you got to the office and then another cup of coffee when you started lunch. And then when you hit that lull in the afternoon where, you know, you're trying to digest lunch, but your body's not handling it very well because you skipped breakfast. You then had another cup of coffee, you know, and by by two o'clock in the afternoon, you've already had four cups and you have difficulty just standing up out of your chair and you're wondering why doesn't the coffee help me anymore yeah. well it's because your body is actually crashing because you have a variety of unhealthy ha- eating habits and maybe you needed to take a step back and just reevaluate like what you're putting in your body and why you can a man cannot live by coffee alone yeah right <laughs> so that that's the one end of the spectrum then on the other you have the interested coffee enthusiasts where ultimately it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality Mm -hmm. of every beverage you get. And yes, some days you just need the coffee for the energy boost, but it's actually about the refinement of enjoying a high quality good. And you have all these different flavors like we talked about last week, that just make a great experience for you. And you know, you can always return to that to coffee with coffee and you can experiment with different kinds of, um, recipes and it's just, they're just fun to make right? and they're fun to share. And then you start buying the beans for your friends because they make great gifts and you just realize why not, why not enjoy, thrash, uh, you know, not just thrash or coffee, but specialty coffee right. everywhere.
1: It's all what you're interested in, and if this if this isn't something that that even seems rem- remotely interesting to you, that I get my my coffee provided free from my company. It's it's always in the it, it's always in the break room. Well, then you know you may not you may not be one of these people. You may not be, but but you may be when somebody sits down with you and kind of walks you through the process and and says no 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 before you put any cream before you put any sugar or anything in that just taste what I made for you through the Aeropress or through the through the chemicals or something, just taste it, savor it for a minute. When Anton Ego sits down and and takes his first bite of, of ratatouille, you see his, his mind kind of shoots back, and he goes back to his childhood when he has this this flavor that reminds him of his childhood when he skinned his knee or whatever. His mom would make him this this food. It's it's that same that same thing. We don't think very often about the stuff we put in our mouth. It's a mechanical cut piece of meat put in mouth, chew, swallow. We don't think all that much about it. If the meat is burned or if the, if the vegetables are undercooked or whatever, we might, we, we might notice that, but it has to be this, this drastic change for us to kind of be shocked back to w- what we're actually doing with our, with our mouths. It was, it's, just, it's the same way with coffee. It's not just something you do mechanically. You put it in your mouth, let it, let it roll around on your tongue, you know, s- swallow it, experience the whole experience. Be there, be present for the whole experience, and just see what's what's going on there. See if you can pull out different flavors, and that's where that 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 counterculture flavor wheel helps. We talked about that last week. It helps you pull out some of those those possible flavors that are in that are uh, locked inside a coffee bean. So it's again, it's not for everyone, but hmm. it may be for you. Well, I think
0: that'll wrap it up for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed episode thirty-four of Top Brew. If you want to keep in touch, our handle on Twitter is at FM because we are internet radio. You can also find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash FM, and you can listen to the show and find lots more on our website at topbrew.fm and we would love to hear what you think of the show with a star rating and review of the podcast on iTunes. This really helps us out. If you haven't taken the time to visit us there and give us a simple star rating and a comment, that would be super. I just want to hear your honest thoughts. It takes less than five minutes with a couple of clicks, and we would be highly honored. Uh, Ratings really help others to discover the show, so feedback is always welcome. And I want to remind you of this episode's sponsor, and you know, our continual sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. They really are the greatest. They really deliver on their promise to serve freshly roasted coffees to your doorstep, so use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 25%, not 10%, but 25% on your order to keep Top Brew going. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening.